0: The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language, listener discretion advised.
1: Here we go. Make my damn movie, make my damn movie, make my movie right now. Make my damn movie, make my damn movie, make
0: my movie right
1: now. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain, this is Make My Damn Movie.
0: Later, we're going to talk about making sure your hero has a goal. Ah, all right. So there you go. Hey, you know what? I came across a movie that I vaguely remembered from the 70s. It was called, or is called, Macon County Line. Ever heard of it? That sounds familiar. Quick synopsis, okay? Okay. A 1950s sheriff in Texas places the blame on two guys and one innocent girl for the murder of his wife. Okay? Okay. Now, this is a really dark movie set Sounds in like Texas it. in the 50s. So a couple of brothers, they're on a two-week spree of cheap thrills throughout the South yeah. before their upcoming stint in the Air Force. Uh. The brothers pick up a hitchhiker. Her name is Jenny, and she's a pretty blonde. She has a shady backstory, and she really doesn't want to discuss it, okay? Uh-huh. So it's always kind of hovering. When the brothers and the hitchhiker experience car trouble, they have to wait in Sheriff Morgan's town. Now, he's a local backwater town sheriff, right? Okay. So unable to repair the car themselves, they scrape together enough money to get it patched up by the garage owner. And while they're waiting at this garage, they're informally threatened by that sheriff who says they could be picked up for vagrancy if they decide to stick around. He wants them out of town. <laughs> So they're not really interested in any trouble. Uh-huh. So the brothers and a hitchhiker head out once the car is running, but they have another breakdown and they have to take shelter. And it turns out it's in the sheriff's barn. Oh, now, here's where it gets really dark. Unbeknownst to them, inside the house, the sheriff's wife is brutally raped and murdered Jeez. by two men who then kill a cop when they get pulled over. Yikes. You following all this? So when the sheriff returns home to find his dead wife, he pursues the brothers in the hitchhiker. Of course. Okay. Believing that they were responsible. Max Baird Jr. produced, co-wrote, and starred in this movie as the sheriff. Do you know who that is? I do not. Max Bear Jr. is Jethro Bodine on the Beverly Hillbillies TV show.
1: Really? From the
0: 60s and 70s, yeah.
1: Does he play the sheriff? <laughs> he plays the sheriff. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that.
0: And I found out he also produced and directed the equally dark 1976 movie called Ode to Billy Joe. We've talked about that.
1: Yes.
0: It has this uh, young lady that starred in it that I had a childhood crush on, Glennis O'Connor.
1: Ah, uh, yes. That I loved and interviewed her
0: later in life on the radio. And you told her as much. Yes. The girl I took into the bathroom many, many, many times when I was a teen. Of course. Unfortunately. (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Because I came across this movie and it was from, what did I say? 76, I think it was. It came out about 1950s texas Ah, wow yeah but it, it was, sounds
1: you know. like a really dark version of uh my cousin vinnie yeah it's, it's kind of similar but it not is. really mm. good point they there get blamed for not killing a dude
0: and can we please i'm begging you talk about it's always sunny in philadelphia no we have to really you know i love that show yeah loved that show right it's over man <laughs> officially why can't they let it go It's like The Simpsons. I had to struggle to get through season 15.
1: Like struggle. Uh It took me two weeks
0: to get through eight episodes.
1: Oh, man. You used to watch those uh, seasons back to back. I watched the whole week, series in the, two weeks. Yeah.
0: For some reason, after the first couple of episodes, season 15, they go to Ireland. Huh? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Dennis and Frank get COVID and they talk about it okay. incessantly. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. And Frank literally puts shit in his mouth Ugh. and they blow the C word about a dozen or so times. Nice. And when they do, it reeks of desperation. <laughs> And Charlie meets his birth father, who ends up dying.
1: Uh, oh, and
0: the waitress just happens to be there in Ireland. What? It's just oh, so man.
1: ridiculous. Please really give it up. Really reaching.
0: Don't you think? Yeah. It's time, man. Same thing with The Simpsons. Go out I, on top. I, <laughs> and Too late now. No. Way yeah. too late. But it's it like, is. wow. Very disappointing. Yeah, I love that show. Absolutely. It's just horrible. And they're on what? 15th? Yeah. Oh, I read somewhere, and then I lost interest. <laughs> but I read somewhere that they said they renewed it for up to eighteen seasons. Ew. But one of them, I think it might have been Charlie Day, who said, "Nah, we, we were not going to be able to do that for whatever reason." Oh, know. up to eighteen, yeah. But they shouldn't. They should no. stop at fifteen.
1: That's that's sad. They should have stopped at eleven. I yeah, think eleven. That was a sweet yeah, spot. That was a sweet spot
0: for me. I oh, think.
1: Man, I don't remember. No, no. Yeah. All right. Hey, go
0: to uh, our website. It's makemydamnmovie.com, and uh, that's where you can get in contact with us. People like to do that. They do. To send in messages, and that's what we're going to do now is read some of those messages that I just talked about uh-huh. right now. Manny, Safford, Arizona. I liked your take on ageism in Hollywood. We talked about that last podcast. I, too, am a screenwriter who happens to be over 50 years old, and I'm pretty confident that I'm not ready for a retirement home, at least not yet. Right. You know, my problem personally that I'm looking forward to the retirement (laughs) home. I'm serious. People wiping my shithole. Yelling at staff. Stuffing food into my face. (laughs) Yeah. People wiping my (laughs) shithole. That's the dream. David, Santa Monica, California. Cry much? fact is, screenwriting is for the young, and that's all there is to it. Hollywood doesn't need or want old people trying to write scripts, and that's the cold, hard truth. What a piece of shit. And David here is a great example of a cold, hard asshole. Yeah. Asshole. I knew that was coming handy. There it is. Carson, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Ugh. I saw the episode of the documentary Dark Side of the 90s where they highlighted trashy TV talk shows and had forgotten how bad the Jerry Springer show actually was. Yeah. I'd like to say we've come a long way, but have we? Fuck no. Uh
1: Uh-uh. It's worse now. No, but now you
0: have all those cable fucking news hosts who are so wrapped up into themselves
1: do we want to get started yeah. on that? Let's uh, let's. We just. Hate I them. I watched that last night. In fact, oh yeah, the dark side of the nineties. Okay, it was interesting. It was very. Interesting. I had forgotten that he had started out more like Phil Donahue, very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Over, he looked like him like, too. Let's just yeah. mix this up and have all of these freaks on. Yep. But that worked. Mm-hmm. Braxton, Appleton,
0: Wisconsin. Tom mentioned having an issue with the lead singer of Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath. <laughs> what was that all about? What was that all about?
1: Uh, we were at the Rainbow Room, some friends and I, Yeah, and <laughs> Mark McGrath was there. Yeah. And he started hitting on one of my friends. Girlfriends. Oh. And he didn't seem to care that she was his girlfriend. No, okay. And things got out of hand, and he said uh, something along the lines of, I could own all of your asses <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know who I am? That kind of thing. Yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's it? Cooler heads prevailed. Oh. We we're like, okay, we're good. I think he gets this.
0: I'm an asshole. Yeah. There you go.
1: Wow. Okay, well there you hey, go. That's it. Nobody Shh. died. No one died.
0: <laughs> I hope not. Sugar Ray. Ugh. <laughs> Up there with fine artists of that time like the Spin Doctors. Oh, yeah. What about Gin Blossoms? Yee. How about Smash Mouth?
1: Oh, I thought How like about
0: the Third Eye Blind? In the Mouth. Eve 6. Everclear. <laughs> Our Lady <laughs> Peace, please make me stop. They're all the same. <laughs> they are. Cynthia, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. Whatever happened to that talking eight ball? Did it finally break? I think
1: we just got bored with it. Yeah, it wasn't giving us the right answers, or we just forgot about it. Magic eight ball, are you sad
0: that we forgot about your sorry ass? Definitely not. See, okay. yeah. there he is. That's why, prick, dickhole. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- Joey, Newburn, North Carolina. We did Cynthia, right? Right. Eight ball. Wow, we just did that. I forgot. <laughs> wow ready
1: for that retirement home
0: yes Woo. joey new Bern, north carolina just wanted this is take 10 by the way <laughs> edit a lot of stuff out i need to pass on uh joey just wanted to t- joey new Bern, north carolina just wanted <laughs> to touch down. <laughs> the guy from the place in the south one of the Carolinas. Uh-huh. Joey, just wanted to touch base to tell you <laughs> that I like Make My Damn Movie because it's funny and there's guessing games and good movie watching suggestions and some pretty interesting topics discussed. That's All it? All right. Uh, Nothing else we can do uh, for you, Joey? Oh, there you go. Joey likes the show.
1: I like that he likes it.
0: A reason to live another day. There you go. Messages. So done.
1: Thanks for you.
0: get this show done. Huh? And I don't want to yeah. do this anymore.
1: Done. I don't like it. Done for?
0: Yeah, I think it's done for. We have another podcast that we actually we like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The problem is this one has such a huge listener base.
1: Yeah. Can't, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not I able to switch the listeners of yeah. this one
0: over because it's a different
1: audience. How is that done? I don't know. Can you guys just start listening to the other one? Yeah, listen to the other one. A lot of this... Mm-hmm. And a lot of this. And yeah. a lot of this.
0: So right. what more could you want? That's it. And a little of this. A lot of that. So basically all the stuff on this one. Uh-huh. Just On the other it. one, but no screenplay shit. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. So let's do that. Go over to the other one. We haven't even mentioned what it is. What is it? Radioactive Rant.
1: That's it.
0: There's a website. Radioactiverant.com. Yay! So do that.
1: <laughs> Please. log.
0: Save me from this
1: shit mess! Yeah.
0: It's a movie quotes game. Not on the other podcasts. No, it's not. But we have other stuff on there. That's I, true. I guess. Um, this is where I read you a movie oh, quote, no. and you try to tell me what movie it's from, and the people at home... Okay, here's your first one. Okay. What is this? A Center for Ants?
1: You gotta know this, right? I know this one. Okay, I figured you did. Zoolander, one of my favorite all-time comedies.
0: (laughs) Underrated man. man. Very underrated, unfortunately. Right? Brilliant. It is. Here's your next one. Maybe the 80s will be like radical or something. I figure we'll be in our 20s and it can't get worse.
1: Dazed and Confused? Uh...
0: Yeah! You got... What? Yay! Cynthia, Dazed
1: and Confused. Yes. Were you
0: looking at the page here? No! You didn't cheat? I did not cheat. I'm surprised you got that one. Very good. Very proud of you. Uh, yeah.
1: Mila Jovovich said that?
0: Mm, no. She didn't say anything in that she movie. She said two words. I don't even think she said two words. Which is fine with me. Yeah, I don't she think she just said, looked at... Yeah, she's... S- yeah.
1: Stand You gotta watch and Dummy, Look. man. Oh,
0: yeah! Here's the last one. All right. Thankfully. I do want to express myself, okay, and I don't need thirty-seven pieces of flair to do it. You might get three in a row.
1: What? Holy shit! Office space. Wow, I didn't get any on the last show. Yeah, no. Well, you're making up vindicated. You're
0: vindicated. You got it. Lumberg fucked her. <laughs> trying to think of that line. Yeah. What does he say when she
1: gets out of the car? When he tells her, "You're stealing fun, p- fucking Lumberg." That's a good one. Yeah, that was on, uh, I believe, my uh, top ten. Con- yeah, top well, picks. picks but whatever. he said it was yeah. a top ten movie. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we
0: doing? Trivial Pursuit TV oh, trivia cards
1: that you found in, in the, garage, the garage without, without the, game. the game. Boom, done. That's TV. it from the 70s 80s that's my new
0: thing I'm doing to all my relatives everybody when they start talking and Brenda, I hate that I bet Brenda loves it oh yeah she enjoys it thoroughly here's your first one ah. Trivial Pursuit old Trivial Pursuit cards I just said that well sort of <laughs> I don't that. 60s 70s 80s what was Steve McGarrett's famous catchphrase on Hawaii 5 uh,
1: Holy crap, why can't I remember that?
0: <laughs> that is not it. Bookum Dano. Bookum Dano. Really?
1: Ah! I'm surprised. That's fucking horrible, right? Yeah. Um, Should They even re- say that on the new version, which is horrible, by the way. No. Don't watch don't, it. No,
0: don't. Here's your second one. What broadcasting award did Les Nessman win five times on WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh, man. If you get this, this one, I'll be wildly me. impressed. No? No. The Buckeye News Hawk Award. Yes. (laughs) That's a funny show, I guess.
1: I wonder if that holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, I haven't seen seen it since it was on Nick at Night. I don't think it held up when it was out. No. So yeah, never (laughs) mind. The day after
0: it was out. (laughs) Uh oh, third one. (laughs) What's going on over there? I don't know. All right. Just looking for someone to wipe my (laughs) shithole. (laughs) i'm gonna regret saying that earlier let me take that out i won't what was archie bunker's niece's name on all in the family stephanie 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 danielle brisbois now Let me tell you a little story about her. Oh, no. Ready? Uh Uh-huh. You don't want to hear it? No,
1: I know where this is leading,
0: though. I don't think you do. She was in All in the Family. Uh Uh-huh. And then she was in Archie Bunker's place after All in the Family. Okay? Okay. He had a kind of a spinoff. Right. She started on All in the Family playing Archie's niece. She was 12 years old. That was in 78, 1978, okay? Okay. Fast forward to 1987, and she appeared in a movie starring Angie Dickinson, policewoman who reprised her role as mama in big mama Two. what the hell now danielle brisbois Uh played one of her two daughters in the movie and there was a topless scene of the two girls splashing around in some water it was a rather long scene (sighs) (laughs) so danielle brisbois fuck me In the eyeballs,
1: yike!
0: Danielle Brisbois was eighteen or nineteen years old at that time. Okay. okay? Now, after that, she pursued a music career.
1: Really?
0: She was in a horrible band called New Radicals.
1: I remember them.
0: Yeah, and she went on to do some solo stuff. Okay, that was her. It must have been ninety three or ninety four, somewhere around there. She was schlepping some album Uh and came on our radio show for an interview. Huh. I was interviewing her, and she was pretty damn cool. Yeah. I mean, she really was. And like most times, the interview took a turn. (laughs) It went from her album to her topless appearance in that movie, Big Bad Mama 2. The girl that played her sister, Uh her name was Julie McCullough. And there's a little story here. Julie McCullough was Playboy Magazine's Playmate of the Month in February (laughs) of 1986. Oh, no. Okay? Okay. A couple of years later, she landed the role of nanny Julie Costello on the TV show Growing Pains with Alan Thicke and that self-righteous, judgmental <laughs> douchebag, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> oh, and that was in 1989. Yeah. Now, she what? appeared in eight episodes until she was fired in 1990, and it was rumored to have come from Kirk Cameron's conversion to Christianity. Uh. So he called for her termination because of his anger and objections to her having posed nude and playboy. He accused the show's producers of promoting pornography.
1: What the fuck?
0: Sometimes when people get religion, their values change. And with some people, it goes way too far.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: And they become self-righteous and judgmental and douchebaggy. So there you go. A little backstory. But yeah, Daniel (laughs) was very nice. And by the way... She kept in touch with me for a few years after that. Can we have her on the show? You know what? We might be able to.
1: That would be awesome.
0: We actually. We're <laughs> tongue tied. Really? I'm thinking of, <laughs> now, listen, she and the lead singer, I can't remember his name of that insipid the, the, New Radicals. Yeah, New Radicals. Anyway, they Free went on radicals. to, to co write a bunch of songs, and I think they were nominated for a Grammy for something. Uh-huh. Like it was in a movie. Mm. She was really nice, and she was kind to me. And well, that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. It really is. Yes. She was very nice to me, and I didn't, uh, I don't think, there was not a lot of berating on either side. <laughs> that's nice. So that's always good, right? Yeah. All right. I thought I'd throw that out there, huh. though. I like the story about Big Bad Mama too. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> I've
1: never seen Big oh my Bad God.
0: Mama 1. Please don't. Okay. But if you have to see one of them, it would be two, two. because of the scene
1: in the water with the daughters so what you're saying is you don't have to watch big bad mama one to no see no big you need bad to watch mama two no you need to
0: watch big bad mama two 14 minutes and 13 okay. seconds in
1: <laughs> I, was, <that's laughs> I, what I was getting at. i don't what, know what minute mark <laughs> i have no
0: idea <laughs> all right stat picks is coming up here i guess that's where we uh attempt to force you to watch movies that we like you can go to Make My Damn Ah just Do It. Yeah. I don't know. The website. Yeah, go to the they, website and we have a thing on there where you can
1: look at the movies that we like. Yeah. What's there's yours? A, there's a bunch of thumbnails on there sure to is. look at. Are. It, Mine is Ooh. Death Becomes Her from okay. nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Okay. Amazing director, of course. Of course. Starring Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn and Isabella Rossellini. Mm Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep plays a vain actress and Goldie Hawn plays this, like, bookish... Writer. Right. And they're kind of frenemies slash real enemies. And they're kind of vying for the attentions of the same man played by Bruce Willis. Amazing. Role. Oh yeah. So they kind of are vying for this dude. And Meryl Streep is aging and she wants to stay youthful for him. Yeah. So she goes to this woman. And this woman promises if she drinks this elixir, she can stay young forever. Mm. And so she drinks it and she becomes a younger version of herself. Okay. Goldie Han finds out about this and takes the same potion and they're both young and beautiful. Okay. But there's some side effects, especially when they try to kill each other. Oh. Death becomes her. Watch it. Uh, my pick is Smokey and the Bandit from
0: 1977. What? Yes, it is. Starring classic. Starring Burt Reynolds, Jerry Reed, Sally Field, and Jackie Gleason. This was made during the height of the CB craze in the mid-70s. Oh,
1: yeah. We got a great big convoy. Oh, yeah.
0: It was just going to be released in the South, by the way, but it took off what? big time and it became a huge hit. Yeah. It was That's just going to be released in the South. A rich father and son want to drink Coors beer in Georgia, but in 1977, it was illegal to sell Coors east of the Mississippi River without a permit. Right. The two end up tempting this cocky driver named Bo the Bandit, that's a CB handle, Mm -hmm. to pick up the brew in Texas, and they're going to haul it to Georgia. But they have to do it in 28 hours, and that requires not only a big rig truck, but also a Pontiac Trans Am. yeah. So of the course. bandit enlists his trucking partner, Jerry Reed, to make the trip with him. And on the road, the bandit picks up a hitchhiker in a wedding dress running away from a groomed bee, right. who happens to be the son of Sheriff Buford T. Justice, who ends up chasing them all over the world. Uh-huh. Well, up and down the East <laughs> well, Coast. yeah. Across the thing.
1: Across the states. Many states. <sighs> Just watch the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> make a, make a
1: Hold up on that car wash, boys. A
0: lot of... Nice
1: tons of quotes from that movie
0: clear goals in a screenplay all right okay does your hero have a clear goal probably not Mm-mm. what's the motivation oh. very important that was an issue i had in the beginning i just wanted to blap out a bunch of descriptions and dialogue right and it showed problem <laughs> it was usually shit when i did that and, and yeah. My unbelievably fantabulous screenplay called Radio Chaos. Let me read the logline. Here we go. <laughs> I should read it through this. That would really be annoying. So I'll do it. Uh, Gong-ho teen in 1981 recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's rural radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Okay? The character in the early drafts had zero goals. None. He just acted like a dumbass and did stupid stuff. Right? <laughs> Basically. Do do? <laughs> then... A prominent producer who thankfully struggled through that script told me I was a fucking moron.
1: (laughs) He sure did. In not so many words, Uh, but yeah.
0: He said that there was a story in there, but that I had to fine tune the entire screenplay and I said, fuck you. (laughs) I ain't doing that. And that's what I said in my head. Right. Not in the Mm minute, But anyway, I did it and boom, gold, baby. Yeah. So make the fucking film already. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Where's that producer that said that that was going to... Yeah, where... Anyway, none of my first drafts of any of my screenplays had straight-up goals for the heroes. No. Think about that. It's very important, by the way. <laughs> but now I look up at this wall, and we have all of the screenplays written up here. Yeah. Nice logos. Uh-huh. People who we are wishless would be in them. To yes, help write it the cast the uh the vision cast. board the vision right, board. Right, right, right but none of these characters had any goals it was just a bunch of shit on paper <laughs> <laughs> and i thought uh, they gotta have a reason to be right a good example is hit escape i'll read that log line too yeah, oh yeah A crestfallen L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach in her 18-year-old body to visit a cherished time and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. She had no goals at all. Remember? She was just kind of muddling through. She goes back in time. muddles through there. Muddles through there. There was never really a purpose. A reason. Yeah. There was never really somebody to say, this is what you have to do to do this or Or this.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: This option or this option. She had to make that choice. Therefore, that was her goal. Yeah, She had to reach that goal. And there was nothing in that screenplay about goals. They were just people talking
1: and doing (laughs) stuff. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. Uh-huh. But now, no, oh, there's you, a clear goal. Wrote it earlier in the screenplay. Yeah, you Has know her, what her goal is
0: out of the gate, right? And pretty much all of these, like the radio chaos one we just talked about, mm-hmm. you know, this kid's goal out of the, for, on the first page, he yeah. wants to be a radio guy That's in it. radio, a broadcast disc jockey, and. He's in pursuit of this goal. His dream is to be on the big station. Through the whole movie. Yeah. That's all he thinks about. Yeah. He's focused. Anyway, a lot of screenplays just don't have that goal. A lot of movies don't. I know. You see that and you're like, what the hell? How is this made? And by the way, we're going to get to talking about a movie I watched last night. Uh huh. And it's about 10 years old.
1: Okay. But
0: still, next week we're going to talk about why this fucking movie was made. (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you the title of it. Out of my league. She's out of my league. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, of course. And the description looked great, and the trailer looked pretty good, and then I watched it, and it was the most ridiculous fucking thing (laughs) I've ever seen. I've ever. Yikes. And I'm talking ping pong summer, baby. Whoa. I mean, it was ridiculous. Now, that kid had zero goals. No, (laughs) there really weren't any goals in that. Actually, this one I'm just talking about. Uh-huh. She's out of my league. There's really no clear goal there either. Oh,
1: uh, they that's think so about it.
0: Frustrating. What's the point of the fucking movie? I'm just sitting there watching it. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? And it's frustrating as yeah.
1: shit. I hate it. Yeah, nothing pulls me out of a movie more than just trying to <laughs> question the movie. Why are you doing this? And what's this for? What's the point? Where's it going? Where are you going? Yeah. And if it never tells that goal, fuck that movie. Yeah. You're at the end. You're like, what? (laughs) Well,
0: you're at the end. Yeah. And there you go. Okay. Well, uh, let's go. Let's go.
1: (laughs) That's that's the end.
0: That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) All right. Check out our website if you want. BigBetDayMovie.com. We'll talk to you another time. Bye-bye.